Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bold Predictions here at Inside Nebraska. With me, as always, Steve Marritt, Greg Smith, and I'm Zach Carpenter. Previewing today, boys, Nebraska Northwestern. Both are 3-3, three and three, both 1-2 in the Big Ten, both coming off a of bye week, both making transitions to a new head coach, one uh, head coach in Matt Rule and the other interim coach in David Braun. Uh, Huskers are right now 11.5-point favorites with a 41-and-a-half over-under. Just bringing around the horn. Initial thoughts uh, from you from you guys, Steve? Yeah, um, so I think Nebraska ended on a high note going into the bye week, bye week with that big win uh, on the road, a Big Ten West win at Illinois. And so kind of getting, that, getting through that bye week and then heading on to the rest of the season looks pretty good. Um, and if you're looking at a potential bull, bull berth for the first time since 2016, so that's good for Husker fans. But of course, as we know, um, Nebraska should be, should not be trusted, um, with assuming a win here, um, even though it might look like it on paper. Um, so I'm, I'm really anxious for this game. I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm, I've, I've been kind of impressed actually with Northwestern after everything they've gone through with that scandal, um, before the season, um, firing, uh, Pat Fitzgerald and everything and having David Braun come in and in that tough position that he is, um, they haven't laid down and just died and, um, been walked over. I think they've showed a little bit of fight here. Um, which is good to see from those guys. But um, yeah, I'm really excited for this game. And um, obviously um, no, Northwestern season isn't over yet as well. So they're going to be wanting to win this thing as well because they have three wins um, too, just like Nebraska. So it's going to be an interesting one on Saturday. Yeah, oddly, you have to give credit to what Steve was saying about them not kind of laying down and just giving up. Yep. You kind of have to give some credit to Pat Fitzgerald for that, right? Like, I feel like him kind of instilling the culture, well, even though the culture was kind of what got them in trouble, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what they've kind of, on the field at least, have been, I'll say, um, have kind of carried over. Like, that toughness, that not giving up uh, on the field, like, they're not going to ever, like, wow you physically. Like, they're just going to overwhelm you with all of these like superior athletes or anything, mm -hmm. but they do play with heart. Um, and they're, they're always kind of fundamentally sound. I don't think that this will be any different. Um, I'm with Steve as well, that I think that it's, uh, this is, but this is kind like of the second week in a row that I'm oddly excited for or the second game in a row, oddly excited for a matchup that really on paper is like, okay, what, what are we talking about here? Um, because that Illinois game, I was weirdly excited for that because I thought Nebraska had a great opportunity in front of it. And I'm similarly excited for this game because again, I think Nebraska has a different opportunity in front of it. Um, to go out here and have a get a win streak or have a win streak go. And then also to win a game in which now you've gone through a couple of weeks of hearing about, oh, okay, I know Matt Rule wants them to tune it out, but hearing about, oh, they're better than this team, let's look towards the future, the schedule lines up, all of that. This would be very classic Nebraska, as I think we all can agree, to go out there and lay an egg. Can they mm -hmm. avoid doing that? Like that, I'm really fascinated to see how that turns out. And that's sort of the MO, the, the theme of the week, right? I mean, Matt Rule, he's... He's been intense in those Monday press conferences, um, like mm -hmm. after Michigan, and he was. It was a different type of intense. It was a different different type of urgency. He he was talking about on Monday because after Michigan, it was well that was embarrassing. Like we're gonna see what we're actually built of against Illinois, and this one is like trying to keep the foot on the gas pedal and make sure there's no complacency. Because exactly right. I mean, he he spoke to the fact that Nebraska has been. I mean, he didn't use the word terrible, but he might as well have um, in the second half of the season. And that's what I think what makes it extra interesting is, is that part of it. And then the first opponent 
after the first opponent going into the second half of the season is Northwestern. And it's a team that Nebraska has had trouble, um, trouble conquering when it's, uh, they have these issues with the programs that are, um, that feel like they should be at the same level or lower than Nebraska, but they, they haven't beat them on the field. So they haven't been at, or, right. or um, below their level. Nebraska has been below uh, the levels of these teams for, for years now. So this is why it's sort of a, um, another, another turning point game, another game that could show us that things are starting to shift, right? I mean, that's what it feels like this week. We're starting to see sort of the, um, that narrative, that culture in Nebraska start to shift, but that's just the feeling right now. We got to see it on the field. So, um, when, when Northwestern comes to town, we'll see if, uh, if the narratives all week play out actually between the lines. So, um, again, Nebraska 11 and a half point favorite. Um, I, I have literally seven pages of notes, seven and a half. Cause I was just writing down stats frantically. And I also got a new notebook that's smaller. Um, and that's, that's, you that's, always want to try out the new notebook. We can, everyone can, uh, can feel you way. on that one. Yeah. I like that, that I can feel you on. No, I don't like it. I, I need a, I need a notebook for home that like takes up half the desk so I can just rattle it off and like have one page to look at. Um, cause I'm a classic pen and paper guy. If I can be, uh, when I jot down notes and, um, I mean, if you look at it, it's like organized chaos where it looks like a goodwill hunting math mathematical formula on it like after before last week's bold predictions i wrote a bunch of stuff i'm like i know exactly what this see, this says like steve you'll know the goodwill hunting reference i can just look at this and i know it i oh, can, yeah. can look at the piano and just play and i had <laughs> i had karina look at it. i'm like can you do your best and try to tell me what points i was trying to make by looking at this and it was like kind of close actually but uh that was yeah. the bold predictions going into the second half of the year um which you can take a look at our Inside Nebraska YouTube channel. Nice little plug there um, to see what we what we believe. I know um, not to step on our final score predictions here, but we all, um, I believe, we all have Nebraska getting a win because we, me and Steve, have Nebraska finishing seven and five. Greg went nuts and went eight and four. <laughs> and, you, and Steve, I don't know if uh, if you caught it on Monday. Greg and I did a rapid recap video after the press conference, and um, he said we made an agreement. We had a handshake agreement <laughs> on the air that we can't, I I'm not allowed to talk about a potential bowl game or bowl projections nope. specifically um, until Nebraska, unless Nebraska wins this game, if they beat Northwestern, then I get to talk about it. So but in the post game, uh, in the post game, rapid recap, you can talk about it then until then. Nope, oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to come out firing with that one. If, uh, <laughs> if Nebraska does what we all think it will do totally and, fine. and win on Saturday, but I'm going to quit rambling just a couple um, quick notes. Uh, the, I, again, I wrote a bunch of stats down. I'll probably only like wind up using three of them, but Northwestern 118th in rush offense versus Nebraska 17th. Um, uh, Northwestern's pass off pass offense, 96 Nebraska, 125th and Northwestern. They've had, they've done a decent job of, uh, limiting explosive plays and the, uh, the passing game, they're 26th in pass defense to Nebraska being 93rd. Um, this is out of 130 teams in the FBS uh, nationally. And Northwestern, trouble stopping the run, 106th in rush defense compared to Nebraska at number three nationally. Um, ben Bryant, Northwestern quarterback, sounds like he's likely out, according to uh, rivals um, Louis Vicar for uh, Wildcat Report. Sounds like Ben Bryant 
most likely out. And uh, I believe Pat Sullivan, I believe Pat is his first name. Um, Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, sorry. Brandon Sullivan um, is most likely a quarterback. Might see some of Jack Loesch, but uh, yeah, for a, a passing, for, for a team that uh, has had trouble running the ball and defending the run and hasn't really, hasn't exploded in the past game, but at least they had Ben Bryant there, the Cincinnati transfer. Um, they had some stuff they were working with, but now he's out. So um, I don't know. It feels like this, it feels like the, the stack is dent. It, the, the deck is stacked against Northwestern in this one. We'll see um, if Steve agrees. Yeah, I do agree. Um, I don't think Northwestern Northwestern's a very good team, but I, I think they play hard, just like uh, Greg said earlier. And so for my uh, one prediction, I will go with Nebraska's offense rushing for, and I'm going to get oddly specific here, guys, 378 yards. So 378 rushing yards for Nebraska's offense. It's not quite the 427 um, from back in uh, 2021. Shout out to Jack Aziant and uh, Xavier Betts. Uh, who both had uh, touchdown runs of 60-plus yards in that one. Uh, what a night for Scott Frost and the Huskers in t- 2021 against Northwestern. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, from doing a little research, watching their games, Northwestern's defense just is really, really struggling to stop the run, um, giving up 172 yards on the ground. Howard, an FCS opponent, just uh, put up 160-ish uh, rushing yards a couple weeks ago against Northwestern. Um it's just not looking good. Minnesota rushed for 244 yards against Northwestern Duke, which is pretty good. Shout out Mike Elko. He, he had uh, the offense rush for 268 uh, yards. Um, Northwestern is giving up 5.71 rushing yards on first downs. That's really, really bad. Um, and Nebraska's rush defense on first downs when it's a run is really, really good. It's uh, uh, right next to Penn state of uh, uh, top of the top of the uh, big 10 conference. So, um, you know, I, I just think that Nebraska is going to be wanting to make a statement with the rush, with the rush offense that like, Hey, we are a rushing team. Uh, we can do this against a, a inferior opponent, which I believe Northwestern is. So I think Matt rule and Marcus Satterfield are going to hammer the runs on Saturday and they're going to get 378 yards of it, man. That's that I mean, it would be great. And it actually, that prediction actually plays right into what I'm thinking with mine as well, is I think that Nebraska is going to hit a season high of 20 points in the first half of this game, which when you first hear that, you're like, man, that's, that's a weird specific number as well. Um, but I'll have, you know, that Nebraska's high for the season so far in the first half came last week with the 17 points scored in the first half versus Illinois, 14 versus Northern Illinois, uh, seven versus Louisiana tech. Um, and then the other ones were, were not so good. Right. And so Nebraska has been, it's a, they've been a, a slow starting team. And so maybe those body blows will add up over time. Like Steve is kind of alluding to you have it the whole game if Steve's number is correct. Um, but I think they'll be able to hit some early as well. I do think the majority of this is going to come uh, on the ground. Um, and as you'll see kind of in my final score prediction, I think that they still kind of choke the game out, as Matt Rule likes to say, um, in that second half, fourth quarter area. Um, but I think that Nebraska can put up points on this team. Um, it, it is it, that 2021 Northwestern game real quick on that. <laughs> it was the highlight of the Scott Frost era. That is his best win, in my opinion. Um, and so it's a really weird thing to think about that game. But I do think that as weird as this series has been or as competitive as it's been outside of really that 21 game, because there have been a lot of close games um, and kind of thrilling endings in this series. 
I think that this one will be a little bit different because Nebraska will start off hot and get 20 points in the first half. First off, the choke the game out was the uh, firm rule was the was the quote of the press conference. He kind of snuck it in there. It's like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that before he said it. That's a hell of a way to phrase it. Um, but wait, real quick, Steve, maybe I missed it. What's the significance of the 378 number? Or is that just a pick a number <laughs> out of the hat? Like, because I did. No, it's just whatever. Is, is that their high? Is that? But that's not their high of the season. You know, is it? It would be. It okay. would be. Yeah. Can they, I, can they give the 75 no, yeah. in the fourth quarter? <laughs> I just, I'm no. so locked in on that. Like, that is, I love that. Well, but there's no significance for uh, 378. It's just a random number that popped in my head. I it just <laughs> felt like good. Cause I didn't want to go 427 like in 2021. Cause I don't think it'll be that far. Um, but I could see like three. I wanted to originally with this prediction go with 350 plus, but it's like, I'm trying to be bold with these predictions so like get more more specific so i just went with 378 but the but the thing is on that is it because of also what zach was saying about the choke out the game and kind of what i said too is that this is a team now that if they are running the ball well they are going to run up some good rushing totals right because they're not going to go away from it this is not a staff like you know you have heard a whole you've heard a lot less this year about oh run the damn ball like all of that stuff i feel like everybody's kind of calmed the waters on that one because it's what they have kind of become known for doing yeah it was after that first game where i mean nebraska uh against minnesota had that drive of seven seven minutes 37 seconds they just ran the ball down minnesota's mm-hmm. throat and ran uh through the ball when it needed to sims to washington on um that one in breaking route the uh the post or slant but at, outside of that they were running the ball running the ball running the ball and then their next possession three and out with three throws i, th- I believe mm-hmm. it was um, including the down what the downfield one to Tommy Hill, and we're seeing, um, I think a, a theme, another theme this week is um, Nebraska. Like Steve wrote, is uh, Nebraska's coaching staff adjusting its style offensively and defensively, but um, especially offensively to fit uh, to fit the personnel. And that's what Marcus Satterfield talked about on Tuesday. Um, was we'll we'll do whatever it takes to win. Like we're we'll um, we'll run whatever offense we have to run. In order to in order to score points, and right now that's uh, that's running the ball, that's the strength, and that matches up well for Nebraska against Northwestern's weakness in uh, mm-hmm. in in rushing defense. But um, I'm I'm going with the other side of the ball for my bold prediction, going with a defensive stat because I've done this now at least once, I think maybe twice, probably twice with uh, with a sack uh, with a sack type number bold prediction, and like I was telling Greg yesterday. Uh, I was I was two weeks too early to the Jamari Butler uh, breakout sack party. I had that against. Uh, I had them uh, predicted uh, to rack up six sacks against Louisiana Tech with Butler getting two against uh, against that team. But um, then Louisiana Tech came out their a rate offense is short, quick throws, get the ball out early. Nebraska wasn't really um, was strategically not really sending much pressure, and they wound up with zero sacks in that game, zero against Michigan. But in every other game, the other four games, they have at least three sacks. Um, they have 17 total sacks with three against Minnesota, eight against Colorado, three against NIU, and then three two weeks ago against Illinois. Um, in, in the official stat book on, uh, online, they have 16 sacks, but I think one either got miscounted or it, turned, it was changed to a TFL along the way um, or something like that. So that's, uh, that's the sack total I have. Um, I have them down for 17, and I have a trivia time for you guys right now, right Uh-oh. here, right now. So 
Northwestern has allowed 22 sacks this year, which is tied for 116th out of 130 teams and second to last for most in the Big Ten. So, and it is tied seventh most in the Power Five. So there are six teams in the Power Five with more sacks allowed than Northwestern. Can you guys name two of them? And the hint is that Nebraska has played two of the two of those in the in the bottom six. Illinois, Colorado. Yep, Illinois, and Colorado. No. <laughs> hey, look at us! Look at us! Team teamwork makes the teamwork. Safety first, then teamwork. You guys, you guys got it. One each. I um, mean, the last time I did bo- or uh, trivia time, we were uh, we were stammering around for a while. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten it either. But um, yeah, Illinois twenty eight sacks allowed. Colorado thirty five. And against those two teams, Nebraska had three sacks against Illinois again, and uh, eight against Colorado. So, um, but that's a good. Is that a that's a good sign though for what we're talking about with the leaky run defense of Notre of Notre Dame of Northwestern? God, the people are going to hate me on the site because they've been accusing me of being a Notre Dame guy. I'm sorry, Northwestern. Yeah, Notre Dame on the brain. Uh, <laughs> I got Notre Dame on the brain. Jeez, sorry, Northwestern. But it, that does that mean that Nebraska can actually take advantage? of the weaknesses that other teams are presenting that actually that's something to kind of put a pin in and kind of keep our eye on this weekend because that would kind of be a little bit of a pattern that they're either on either side of the ball able to kind of take advantage of the things that other their opponents are now bad at that's a good thing <laughs> and yeah yeah so, that's Steve, a, Steve, you go. yeah um it makes a good point because this is another opportunity to turn the pass rush loose and to do that you need to stop the run first of all and the good thing about Northwestern, if you're a Husker fan, not for Northwestern, is they're really bad at running the football. I like Cam Porter as a running back. He runs really hard. I appreciate watching him. Um, but if Northwestern is going to be in those second and third and longs, turn the guys loose. The Jamari Butler, Princewell, Uman, Mielin, um, Nash Hutmacher has even been in there as a big guy, interior guy. Um, you know, it's there's just going to be opportunities, I think, especially with the quarterbacks that Northwestern might be playing with Brandon Sullivan, Jack Loesch, who's more of a just a wildcat runner right now. He's really, really fast and really athletic, kind of reminds me of Heinrich Harbor a little bit, but Heinrich can throw the ball a little bit better than Jack can. Um, so you know, if if um, if Ben Bryant can't go, and there's been some confusion with if if he is able to go or he won't be able to go, uh, David Braun, the interim head coach, might be playing a little games and chip there, uh, with Nebraska staff. Um, if, if, uh, if Ben Bryant can't go, that really, really hurts Northwestern's offense because Ben Bryant's a six year guy. Nothing's going to uh, surprise him out there. He's seen it all. He's played for three programs, two stints at Cincinnati, one, one season <laughs> at Eastern Michigan. Now he's at Northwestern. So he's been around the block. He's seen some things and he is a much, much better thrower than the backup Brandon Sullivan is. And I don't want to kill Brandon Sullivan. He's a third year guy, but he's kind of, he's just never played. So he's kind of tossed into the fire last year or last uh, couple weekends ago against Howard and didn't really look all that great. So um, if you're a Husker fan, you're you're hoping that Brandon Sullivan starts and, and plays. And if you're a Northwestern fan, you're really hoping that Ben Bryant plays. Um, but I think that, that you know, it's going to be a really good opportunity to get some pass rush and get those sacks back up for Tony White's defense. Yeah, I feel like Ben... Sorry, real quick. I feel like Ben Bryant and whether or not he's out on the field. I I, I see a picture from Steve pregame. Uh, so make sure you're popping over to his Twitter feed. Oh, I'm going to be finding that. that guy. Yeah, see, <laughs> I see a building already. <laughs> no, can I can I comment on that? Like, I was yeah. thinking about it, uh, after the Illinois game. Like, Steve Mark is Steve's a must follow if you're a Husker fan. Like during <laughs> games, mainly for the fact that he cuts up the clips like right away off YouTube TV. 
Like he was doing that all all night against uh, for the Illinois game, and like I was using them to to go and look back on. I had the stream up, but um, I that Steve Mark was it Steve underscore Mark? I think so. Something that's, like that. Let's check it <laughs> out right like, now. Should, I don't know who's going to get there first. Um, yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. Steve underscore Mark. So give him a follow. Who can, like, I don't care if you follow me or not. I'm not a must follow. Steve is, though, during the game. So he's going to have those cut-ups uh, uh, rolling out, I'm sure, throughout the night or throughout the day against Northwestern uh, for that, that 2.30 kickoff. But um, I think to, to the point of uh, to, back to the sacks total, I mean, First off, they're playing. Nebraska is playing again against, uh, well, might be playing against uh, a team's backup quarterback again. Louisiana Tech. Hank Bachmeyer was out. Uh, we saw that, and then Jack Turner came in, and so it could be a similar situation uh, today as uh, or uh, Saturday this week as um, Ben Bryant might be out. And apologies to the Sullivan family for getting his first name <laughs> wrong. Brandon Sullivan, I'll <laughs> have that locked in and not mess that up again, but. Um, I didn't even get to my actual specific bowl prediction, which is uh, for at least four sacks, which isn't that bold, I guess. At least four sacks, though, for, for Nebraska. I think I'm still a little gun-shy after going with six, and they got zero against Louisiana Tech. But, I mean, Howard, an FCS program, um, went, went up to Evanston, and um, they had four sacks going into the game, and they had four against Northwestern's offensive line. So you got to figure with the situation with the um, – Nebraska's very, very strong rushing defense to make uh, make Northwestern one-dimensional. That's what Nebraska's been doing to every team except Michigan this year is making them one-dimensional, making them uh, rely on on the passing offense. And if you don't have a good one, then I just don't see I just don't see how you move the ball um, against this Nebraska defense. And I think there's going to be those opportunities, the pass rushing opportunities for them. And um, you know what? I'll go with five sacks or more, five plus sacks for Nebraska. I feel bad about not going bold enough, so I'll go. I'll go with five. So that's uh, that's mine, and we're gonna bring it around for uh, for the final score predictions. We kind of stepped on it like here and there, which is what we always do. We kind of throw in like little bits to sort of tease what our our score predictions are gonna be. But Steve, again, Nebraska minus eleven and a half, forty-one and a half over under right now. Who you got? I got Nebraska winning this thing, thirty-five to seventeen. A little, uh, wow, that, that actually surprised me. Normally, I'm the one singing something out there that gets everybody surprised. That got me. Is that, is, would that hit the over then? What did you say? The, yep, my math that, is bad. 40, 41 and a half. So that, that's a 52 point total with Steve. So he'll, he's, he's going over. How many that's times has that, Nebraska hit the over? Yeah, it can't um, be. I had it written up. Greg, you fill the air while I go find that. Oh boy. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> I did say that Nebraska was going to have 20 points in the first half, which might make you think that I'm leaning towards Steve um, and hitting the over. I am not, um, but I do have Nebraska hit, getting a victory here, 28 to seven. Um, I do think that Nebraska will control this game for the most part. I, I like all of the stuff that we're talking about, about running the ball and stopping the run, probably like mu- music to Matt Rule's ears, right? <laughs> about how he actually wants to set this program up. But I truly think that that's what they're going to do once again um and it is interesting that to me except for obviously that michigan game nebraska has been really consistent 
in those two areas of the game, right? Like they've been able to run the ball on people and they definitely have been able to stop the run. I think they do that again. Um, I think that you see a couple of guys have some big rushing days and go get, I don't, I don't know if we'll get the Steve's total. We might, he might be the one that's correct after this. Um, but I do think we'll put up some good, they'll put up some big rushing yards with 28, seven. I got Nebraska as a winner. And then Zach can talk about bowl projections in rapid recap after the game. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We, we, again, we shook on it, so if uh, if that <laughs> happens, I'm I'm leading off with uh yeah, with that as fun. the main storyline. I'm a hammer at home. A shake on video is more powerful than just a shake in general, right? I think it's yeah, more, like think it's people more witnessed it. Written contract, like, yeah, <laughs> I, they witnessed it. I like yeah. it. written contract. My word is oak. You throw, <laughs> you can throw addendums in there and and language to to muck it up, but I mean everyone has seen it. It's out there for everyone to see. Is the handshake? Oh, yeah. But back to the over under Nebraska over under. Um, is the over is two has hit twice in Nebraska's six games this year. Um, and North they Nebraska is one and three as an underdog, two and zero oh, as a favorite straight up. They're three and three against uh, the spread, three and three straight up. So, um, eleven and a half. I think uh, you both have. What did you say twenty eight to seven, Greg? Yeah. Okay. And then Northwestern's two and four against the spread. Over has hit four times in the Northwestern games. So. What a Surprised battle by that. going on there <laughs> with the with the point total. But um I my original bull prediction is tied into my final score prediction. Um I'm doing it. I'm I'm predicting I'm predicting uh, Nebraska's defense to pitch a shutout. I have Nebraska. Huh? Um I, I just you look at all the numbers and you ask yourself, what does Northwestern do well? Well, there's two things. I mean, ne- Northwestern does what Nebraska has not done this year and has historically not done over the last few years. Northwestern doesn't shoot itself in the foot. It doesn't beat itself. I mean, they've only turned the ball over five times, um, which is tied second fewest in the Big Ten. Nebraska has 13 turnovers, which is tied 12th in the Big Ten. It's um, bottom 20, bottom 25 in the country in that stat. Um, neither team really forces a lot of turnovers. They, Nebraska was sixth. Northwestern with five turnovers forced, which are, um, again, bottom, bottom 15, bottom 20 in the country um and northwestern doesn't commit a lot of penalties they only have 28 penalties committed which is um tied 14th in the country fourth in the big 10 and nebraska is middle middle of the nation middle of the country with 38 uh penalties which is 10th in the big 10. um so northwestern doesn't beat itself but when you just when you look at this offense when with everything we've talked about i'm not going to keep hammering home everything we've gone over already but i just don't envision a scenario where Nebraska's or where Northwestern's able to move the ball against this defense effectively. I think it'll be really similar to, um, to Illinois and, and, uh, Northern, Northern Illinois and Illinois when, I mean, both teams were having problems moving the ball against this, against this defense. I mean, you saw Louisiana tech put together a couple drives where it did, but, um, I sort of see the game shaking out like that. And, um, to the things we talked about, if, if North, if Nebraska can conquer this, this, this sort of demon, honestly, this Northwestern demon, we saw it pop up last year and it, um, when Northwestern came back in, um, in the, the onside kick game, um, it was sort of the beginning of the end. Greg was right on it. I still remember him tweeting right after the game was over that this is, this is the beginning of the end essentially for the Scott Frost era. And it was, um, but this is the beginning beginning of the Matt rule era. And I think last week was the, that, that turning point, we talk about the goal line stand, we talk about the Sunday practice. Well, this is the next step. This is the next step where, where you 
you stack wins, you stack culture moments. You have to do it. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald called last year's win over Nebraska a culture win. That's what this is going to have to be for, for Nebraska to show that things are, are starting to shift, that the tide is starting to shift. Um, and I think we've, we've gotten that, uh, that mindset, that attitude from rule and uh, the staff on down to the players. I mean, Isaac Gifford talked about it. Their new approach is we're, we're preparing each week. Like, like we just got our ass kicked by, by Michigan. I think that's the right, I think that's the right approach for this team to always have that in the back of your mind. Like if you start, you start not paying attention, if you start, um, like just slacking off or not, not putting everything into it and not focusing, then just remember 45 to seven and really should have been 45, nothing like, thank God for Josh fleeks. If you're a Nebraska fan for, <laughs> for that long touchdown run. But, um, if you just, if, if Nebraska takes care of the ball, which I know I understand is a big if because 13 turnovers is, is absurd. It's one of the worst in the country. If Nebraska takes care of the ball and at least cuts the penalties in half 10 against Illinois, cut those in half and take care of the ball. There's just, I just don't see an avenue for, um, for a Northwestern win and they don't force many turnovers. So, um, I, I, I have 31, nothing. Give me that. Give me that Nebraska, give me that Nebraska shutout. I wonder what, uh, what Steve we're bringing around for final thoughts. What do you think, uh, what do you think would be the, the award for Tony White's defense? If they pitch a shutout, we like going out for ice cream sandwiches or something like that. We, we, uh, doing stuff with doing a little something pride stickers now. You mean like like uh for us or like for the team? Like if for they the pitch a shutout for the team, you guys don't get anything if Nebraska pitches. <laughs> we get, a ice, we <laughs> get ice cream sandwiches, man. We get <laughs> if it's uh, Michael Scott in the office. If uh Tony White's unit pitches a shutout, um, which again it's it's possible for sure. I don't think it'll happen, but it's possible. Um Yeah, you got him scoring I, seventeen, I, you got him putting you got him crushing yeah, I know. I, like I don't know. I <laughs> but seventeen is a good nut no, like it normally they're just their yeah. offense just isn't very good it's no it's not and a lot of it depends on if ben bryant plays or not um because I so you I think like, he's gonna play i i think there's some gamesmanship uh, going okay. on with david Bryant. i, like I think it. it's his first like it. first time in the head coaching seat and i think he's uh maybe said a little too much about what he thought uh ben bryant was gonna do earlier in the week and then he thought well maybe i should just like keep nebraska's coaches guessing as much as possible and you know if ben bryant does end up playing he has two pretty good receivers. I really like the top two receivers from uh, Northwestern Bryce Kurtz. He's a fifth year guy, six foot, 195 pounder. Uh, Cam Johnson spent four years at Vanderbilt spent 2022 at Arizona state. Now he's at North uh, Northwestern. He's, I mean, they've, they've had success when the ball is in their vicinity. Um, it just hasn't happened a lot this, uh, this year. So I, I do like there. the Yeah. I do like that uh, weapons that whoever is at quarterback has, um, but it's just, can, can they have time to throw the ball? Um, that offensive line is pretty bad, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I just think that this is a big game for Nebraska in regards to, I guess, what, what, um, they're going to do when everybody expects them to win. So Matt rule has talked about this team and trying to stay focused during the game. He mentioned at Illinois that he didn't really like that. Some of the players were doing the go big red chant um, from the Husker fans that were in the stadium. He wanted them to focus just on what was happening on the field and not off of it. Um, and so a big thing with me is how, how is this specific group of Huskers going to handle success? And they had success on the road at Illinois. Uh, they had a whole bye week 
to scout themselves, to get healthy, um, let the bumps and bruises heal. Luke Grimer's probably going to be out there uh, this week, which is great to see. Um, but how are they going to handle it mentally? Are they going to go into this game thinking that they're just going to walk all over a bad Northwestern team? That's probably what happened in years past about Nebraska mm-hmm. thinking they were above Northwestern. Well, they're not. Not right now they are, aren't. So um, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just really anxious for this game. I'm getting myself pumped up for it because I want to see how they <laughs> respond to people thinking that they're just going to win this thing. Um, I myself think that they're going to win it, but I want to see it play out on the field and how clean and how um, you know focused they are uh, for this game. Yeah, my final thought is like just how like along the same lines. How does Nebraska's how do Nebraska's players take ownership of of the program? How do we get to the, what's the next step look like? Because I think yeah. this is part of it, handling that success, having you know they talked a lot about you know like taking the leash off. You guys are off the chain. Like we're gonna go ahead and go out there and let you sh- show your personalities. Like they were able to do some of that. Now, how do you control that and keep that going? I think that this is an interesting test, and I know Matt Rule will be looking at it that way. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to see how that plays out. To go all the way back to Zach's original question, if if Nebraska pitches a shutout, then now Tony White has to treat the whole defense uh, to Manny Petty's instead of just the defensive line like Terrence Knighton did. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe Matt Rule is gonna be cooking the defense uh, steak at his house. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> they Tony, said that Tony, they've been going to his house. Tony they, White, they, yeah, they Tony said, White mentioned yeah, that. Was, that was Tony interesting White has me. mentioned that Rule hosts uh, position groups just to hang out, eat some food, you know, over at his house. Which you I'm usually sure is very don't. huge. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, it, you usually don't see that though. Like remember a couple of weeks yeah. ago, Tony White said that thing about how he, I think it was Tony White said that he hung out with the defense and they mm-hmm. kind of came over and they brought their girlfriends over. You see yep. that, but mm-hmm. you I can't remember hearing about in season, hearing about the head coach having players. So we usually see it, it's like a fun picture in the off season guys are in the pool. They're like hanging out. Right. But like, you usually yeah. see that, but in the season, I've, I've never heard of that here in Nebraska mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, I mean, I, they might have a state cookout if even if Nebraska wins like 28-27 or even if they lose. I mean, that's sort of the things, the like you said, the um, little moments that are happening here and there that are just like little signs, you know, like, all right, that's different. That's different. Yeah. That's what They're a big family. They're a big family. Big yep, family. Real quick before we go, weather forecast, not notable. <laughs> not notable. No uh that's good. Well, we say that. <laughs> I say last time we talked about the rain and that it wasn't a factor at all until the lightning delay, which was, um, which is uh, the worst. The We're going to look back on that moment as maybe that's the turning point in this program. Like what was the togetherness in the locker room during that lightning delay? It's like, well, we, we saw it on the, in the, in the documentary, um, 71 degrees, 71 degrees, clear skies, 10 to uh, 15 mile an hour winds. So that won't be, Nearly as much of a factor, it looks like, uh, at the Illinois game, or as it was against Illinois, when uh, we saw Heinrich Harburg throw a 21-yard completion to Ty Hahn on a huge play that was, uh, I thought it was severely underthrown, and then turns out, no, uh, Matt Rule said the wing caught it. And it's like, well, in the end, no matter what happened, it turned into a textbook back shoulder fade. That's what I saw. That's what I saw again on, on that night. But on Harburg, that note, too. Uh, I don't think it, uh, you guys have anything else to add unless Steve has some good. Um, you know, if it, if it is a blowout and it is just like um, some backups, getting some action, I think that's awesome for Nebraska. I hope um, it does happen. And I, and I hope that Quentin Ives uh, sees the field and maybe gets some carries because that guy's intriguing 
uh, for me. I do want to so, see him play. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see him it's out there. It's just not ready, but I want to. I do want to see him yeah. play. How about we see Jeremiah Charles out there at corner? Yeah, at the end. I, I don't him know. I don't know if he would be out there, <laughs> even if they they do get snaps for the the. Um, if that does happen, it's a blowout, and they get the young guys uh, a lot of snaps. I don't know if Jeremiah Charles or Bryce Turner will be ready after such a uh, recent transition from receiver to corner. But we'll see. We'll see a lot of things on Saturday. We'll see if these uh, bold predictions are correct. Final score predictions, and uh, you can check out our others. We have uh, we have more um, bold predictions at InsideNebraska.com. We keep those the written ones separate from the video. Uh, go a little more in depth here, but we have uh, we'll have stuff up there by the time this video is out at InsideNebraska.com, and encourage you guys to like this video, subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel, where Greg and I will be recapping the game afterward on Saturday with uh, talking about the bull projections that Nebraska will have, it sounds like, if uh, if things all go right. So uh, make sure to check that out. Make sure to check out everything we got going on online um, after uh, leading up to the game and after the game. So for Steve Marek, Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter. We'll catch you guys again next time.